Welcome to Reality TV PhD. I'm Christina. And I'm M. Here's the deal. M and I were both in school for far, far too long. We decided it was time for us to climb out of the ivory tower and plop onto the couch to talk about our favorite academic subject, reality TV. From dating shows that make you question the future of humankind, to competition shows with 40-plus seasons, to that one show about a farmer trying to find a wife, for better or worse, we watch it all. We're here with hot takes, dissertations about topics you never asked for, and questions you wished another student would ask so you don't have to. Class has begun. All right, so we've taken several weeks off because M is globetrotting, I believe in, I don't know, where did she say? <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand. I was going to say somewhere where Lord of the Rings was filmed. Not that she exactly where watches Lord of the Rings that. Was filmed. <laughs> um, so today I have a co-host guest, Chelsea White from the Lost Episodes, <laughs> the episode where I screwed up my own recording and blamed everyone else, but it was just me. This episode will see the light of day. So since our listeners have not heard from you yet, Chelsea, I would love if you would intro yourself. Who are you? What is your scope of reality TV? And then we're just going to go through our normal report card and talk about a lot of different things, I think. Yeah, sounds good. Hi, listeners. My name is Chelsea. Like Christina said, I live in Philly and um I am an avid reality TV watcher, love a game show like Survivor or The Mole, where like deception and strategy is a big part of it, love a romance dating show, um, especially Love Island, as tedious as it gets to be towards the end of it. I've gotten off the Bachelor train, though, can't handle that one anymore. And I love a baking reality TV show, too, especially the Nailed It variety, where it's just chaos. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god I was gonna ask are you in the great British bake-off world then yeah that's going on right now right mm -hmm. the finale just aired on Friday or it just got posted to Netflix on Friday was yeah. it emotional I feel like I saw some people saying they cry a lot at the end of that show oh yeah I always cry at the end of the show because <laughs> it's like such a warm fuzzy thing that it's just like you're rooting for whoever wins and most of the time everyone converges around like one or two main people for me the final three were like some of my top three people throughout the entire season so it's just like whoever wins it's gonna be great but the person who did was like had a great story very touching that's I love when we get to that point in reality shows where I realize I just love everyone remaining it's so mm -hmm. rare yeah I don't want to speak ahead but I'm sort of in that place right now with Survivor where I'm really liking who's left Ooh, okay like okay. I just I enjoy all of them and who knows I mean I do I feel like yeah. the way I felt last season where I would die for Jam Jam no no but I do really like the cast and I feel like each of them has had some really good moments, which is just, it's heartwarming. You think about, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I would give you a million dollars if I was in fact on the jury. Yeah. Yeah. It's rare that we get that, especially in a game like Survivor where like deception is half of it and you have players 
Well, we can talk about this. <laughs> We're ready. What is yeah. Chelsea and I's favorite show? I wonder. Ah, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, perfect. So you basically are as varied as M and I, which is why we love talking to you because it is rare that someone is as um, committed to Survivor as they are Love Island. But I think that is the true beauty of this genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's the strategy, the mindlessness of Love Island for when you just need to like smooth your brain out a little bit. And then you go right into Survivor with like, what's all the strings that are being pulled now? Yes. I love that. Smoothing my brain over that truly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I thought we would do our report card because I think it's the best way to capture all of the different shows both of us are watching and I have been saving some of these for like two weeks. So they're not all completely current because I'll just take notes as I watch. Um, And then I have a pop quiz for you. And uh, why is that in show and tell? I have like, can you check my facts on this (laughs) pop quiz (laughs) and a show and tell? And I have some screams, cries, and a quote for us. What do you have to share? I have um, a report card and some show and tell pieces as well and reactions as always. Good, good. Okay. Um, All right. So for my report card, I have every letter shock except a C. I have no Cs. All right. I have an A, a B, and a D. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. Why don't you start with your A? My A is very specifically from the most recent episode of Survivor, Emily in general, um, I'm part of a survivor like league thing. And we all were like, oh my God, Emily has to go. I feel so sorry for the person who drafted her. Now we're all rooting for her. I don't care that D is my last person on my team. If she goes to keep Emily in the game, so be it. I want Emily to win. And her move getting Bruce out. Oh my God. So good. And the ladies night. Beautiful. This was a great episode for her. I thought mm-hmm. she nailed who she picked for the reward with her. Like, and she did it in such a, God, it's such a political time. You're, you really are excited about the food and the turkey you're about to eat, but now you have yeah. to make some moves and strategize who you want to come with you. I thought she did it so well, which is such a change how she started the season. Cause I was also yeah. like, uh, please leave. But her gameplay, she got Bruce out with, it was seamless. Like there was no, no one's feathers were ruffled at all. And she got the entire remaining people to vote how she wanted. That's the best move. I feel like we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, My mom got me onto the official survivor podcast because she just kept telling me to listen to it. That's the one with Jeff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I've listened to a few episodes. This one was pretty, there were good parts and bad parts. Um, The contextualization of Katura's letter from her mom did not appreciate. Mostly just like Jeff partially putting blame on Katura, which like, no, not into that. But when he, yeah. (laughs) But Devins, who is also on the podcast, like helped contextualize Emily's move a little bit and whether or not she should take credit for it immediately because other people might get to the jury and be like, no, no, no. I was the one who put that in motion. So a lot depends on if Bruce goes back to the journeys. Like, I believed Emily. This is what she told me. 
and if Emily takes credit for it right away, but then taking credit puts her in a bad position. I'm so excited to see how it plays out. It's so true because it is such a move where it's like, who was, I could see so many people trying to take claim of that, but I truly hope Bruce is like a love for the game survivor player because Mm -hmm. I think it's very clear if you ask him that conversation he had with just Emily alone where they even said what I had said I wanted to happen a few episodes ago where he's like look at us working together who would have guessed and I'm like (laughs) I mean see that's the proof she is the one who got him to vote the way he did and totally Mm -hmm. made him sort of unarmed and he did not he went home with an idol in his pocket amazing and he lit oh my god like wow yeah. Good job. Truly good job. Like, and just Bruce pretends to be like the super survivor player and like the strategic dude for being on the show for like what 24 hours in his first season. <laughs> um, spent like a day on Tika Beach. And then he just didn't even play his idol just because. Yeah. No he's reason. known he's on the bottom this entire time. And now it's the first time without immunity. Just play it. Just do it to get through another day. It's it's such an ego thing. I think when you get to this place where you're like, I I truly believe I understand the way everyone's voting and Mm -hmm. what do you have to lose? Well, you know what? You're there one more vote. So play that idol. Truly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, yes. Emily, I think specifically deserves an A from Survivor. Mm -hmm. I'm also one of, I have several A's. So apologies. I have a lot of A's. One of my A's was that challenge for Survivor. question did we have we ever seen that before I don't think so okay so basically it because everyone's face when they walked up to it was like what on earth is this and I Mm -hmm. immediately thought oh my god this is new but basically they were on these like slanted it almost looked like a flat slide going into the water and they had to be on it holding themselves on from behind it I think so like some people sort of I mean honestly at first, I was like, it looks like everyone is getting ready to give birth. Like, that was like, <laughs> so so that listeners can picture the body positions. Um, but mean, it, it immediately it looked painful. <laughs> I thought it was great. I like that challenge a lot. Very entertaining. Seemed hard. Simple. Classic. I like yeah. that. Yeah. A plus challenge. And a new one, which we rarely see nowadays. I know. But we need new ones, you mm-hmm. know, with everyone in their 3D printers. So I have a bunch of random other A's that I will share with you. One is from two episodes ago, The House of Villains. The challenge where they had to reach into boxes that had snakes, rats, and scorpions. Oh, no. Okay. I I don't think I could do that. I don't know what it is about me. I'm very drawn to watching these challenges. I loved when they had to do it in the traders and the mice were in the room. I, 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 there's something twisted in me. I, I was an old watcher of fear factor, which is sort of shameful admit to admit now, (laughs) but it was so funny to watch these like capital V villains be like, I mean, I just can't do it. I can't put my hand in that box. (laughs) And I will never forget that shake is a vet because he just destroyed that challenge. Oh yeah. No one else stood a chance against him, huh? No, it was just a pretty sad they should have just given it to him but honestly I would pay to watch people scream as they contemplate whether they're going to be able to like put their hand in a dark box 
I think I talked about this with M maybe. And she said she would do it. She could do that. And I said, I would want the lights to be on. I think I could do it if I could see in the box. Mm. I don't like the element of surprise. Yeah. The surprise is what would get me. I could do it, but I would want to know what's in the box, which defeats the whole point of the challenge. (laughs) I would like to rewrite (laughs) the challenge. I loved when the producers were like, we can't do anything that would kill you. That's a great point. Amazing. Uh, Break the fourth wall. Show me all of that. (laughs) The challenges are fun. The show is still entertaining. They really are just sort of doing what they want with it in terms of like how much we get in each episode because we left off like in the middle of something Mm -hmm. this week. Whatever. Do whatever they want. (laughs) Yeah. Might as well. It's their show, right? Truly. My other A goes generally to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is continuing to be so entertaining. But I want to call out a very specific event that occurred two episodes ago, which I will say is the best thing I've seen. So, you know, these shows, they always like have people do like dinners and, you know, there's just always a gathering that people attend. Mm -hmm. So Heather throws like a pioneer women lunch because she's sort of poking fun at like the original Mormons. She's like, yeah, we talk shit about Mormonism, but like, let's talk about sort of the fun things that we would celebrate. But she would also make some, you know, jabs during it. And all these women show up and they're having to wear full on bonnets. And of course it devolves into a screaming match. (laughs) But the attire, it looked like the most twisted Real Housewives American Girl doll themed event I've ever seen really good wow do i need to start watching real housewives salt lake city yes my other (laughs) comment is fashion related as well and it was in this most recent episode so one of the characters lisa her son's going on a mission and they go on a family shopping trip to modern missionary menswear and that is a store that exists is it just like white button-down short shorts and black pants they're definitely trying to be cooler like there's some patterns but the store guy is like no no no, you wouldn't wear that on your mission but he's like look you know we know that the original clothes are not comfortable so like look at these pants they're they're almost like what you would get at lululemon (laughs) missionary (laughs) but make it athleisure i guess just some joggers instead of like formal button downs or so, formal trousers. So bizarre. But that's like why I love Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Because there's you just get pieces of that which are so, like, at least alien to me. I didn't grow mm-hmm. up Mormon. So it's sort of fascinating to see what yeah. on earth they're doing. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Because <laughs> I don't know if Mormons listen to your podcast. None that we're um, aware of yet. And we've been okay. critical. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm just wondering how their undergarments would fit under mm. those pants, or is yeah. it only for church time? God, I don't what know a great question. Well. Huh. That's a great question, and I feel that they really left something important out during that shopping trip. We want to yeah. know. Inquiring minds who are not Mormon <laughs> want to know the secrets of the Mormon undergarments fitting under clothes, modern yes. clothes. Exactly, exactly. 
hopefully we get some of that at some point. <laughs> yeah. Tell us any ex-Mormons that listen to this podcast, <laughs> please. Ex-Mormons that aren't M. <laughs> M is going to murder me. Um, okay. My last A of the week goes to the show. I have truly only watched because of the people on it. Special Forces. Tom Sandoval of Vanderpump Rules Infamy was he made it to the final day which is like enhanced interrogation stuff like they make them listen to like horrible noises and stress techniques and then do interrogation very like you can see why I'm like this show is morally complicated for me yeah um but I also really was curious to see like these reality tv villains Tom and Nick Vial go through this Tom was eliminated in the final like day in the final hours because they said during his interrogation process, he was incapable of making the interrogators feel empathetic towards him, which is truly like I'm, so I'm now halfway through Vanderpump. We just finished season five. I mean, it's like a real thing, I think. And I'm curious for folks Mm -hmm. that watched all of it and then had the scandal as opposed to me seeing the scandal and watching it, if they agree that he's always been very unlikable. But I will point out, if people want to challenge me on this, that in the final episode of season five, Lisa Vanderpump is proposing her new bar concept to Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. And she wants to have them be the face of the bar. And she says, we need to bring in Tom Schwartz because we need someone likable. So I think this is like a, a true sort of like thing that he carries with him. And he was definitely going through this extreme process to start to like, you know, sort of punish himself from what happened and, you know, move through some shit. You know, people do things in lots of different ways. But I was just sort of stunned that that was like it. He was the only person that they removed themselves this season. Everyone else voluntarily withdrew. And his was because they could like he couldn't make the interrogators like him. Wow. Yeah, it's sort of dark. Sucks to suck, I guess. Honestly, yeah. And I was really bummed, but also like it was clearly meaningful for her. Jojo Siwa um, opted out halfway through the final like hours. And she did amazing. Like her talking to the interrogator, I was like, this girl is just a talented person. Like she could make anyone like her. She could have won if she wanted. And instead she was like, this is too much. And I'm learning that I need to put my personal life before my professional. And honestly, I'm a huge fan of her now. Wow. (laughs) I'd never experienced her on anything other than like, you know, knowing like what she represented and coming out as, you know, a young child star. Yeah, exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I know about when she cut her hair, but I don't really know her. Um, But now I'm a huge fan. So that was I guess a good thing that came out of special forces yeah I mean if any good thing was to come out of it yeah very strange still don't know how I feel about that show will depend on who they cast I guess was this the one that um Jamie Lynn Spears was on yeah and Hannah Brown from Bachelorette won oh previous season okay oh and so for people that aren't watching because I really don't know I know one listener watches this show the three people that won this season were Aaron, the Olympic speed skater. She's a badass. Mm. Nick Vial. And um, I'm always like the hot guy from The Bachelor. Um, 
I mean, which one? I know the one that got really close to the end for Hannah Brown, Tyler Cameron, the one that dated, dated Gigi Hadid. Oh, yeah. Interesting that two former Bachelor I know. stars. I know they were definitely like working through some things. Oh, like, I'm sure. For sure, it was. It's a very <laughs> weird, like, male therapy session. <laughs> Men don't go to therapists. They go on special forces and go through enhanced interrogation techniques. It's so real. I don't want to process the fact that I am, you know, grieving a death or, you know, have a child along coming along. I will instead <laughs> be trained by the British military. That's what they were working through. Yes, yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Men oh, need yeah. to have friends that talk to each other. <laughs> wow. Ah. That's wild. Yeah, so it's a journey and I'm not I'm not sad it's over. Is what I will say. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, tell me about your B or uh, B is plural if you're like me. The Bake Off winner was my B. <gasps> Yeah. Okay, so my who, favorite, who won? His name was Matt, I think. Wow, this doesn't seem great that he's my B and I'm forgetting his name. I oh, do not retain I never remember anyone. anyone's name in these shows. Takes me to the final minute. Yeah. Well, especially since I always have them. Maddie. Ha, I was right. Um, yeah, he was just like a sweetie. His story was great. He like I don't know. He had this really great energy on the show and seemed very supportive of everyone else. And like, I know that's the general vibe of Great British Baking Show or Great British Bake Off, whatever. Um, But it was really sweet. And he was kind of not favored to win. Um, The person who I think got second, I don't think they do rankings after first um, for the finales. There was another person who was there, like, baking for his grandmother that was expected to win, I think. And then Maddie pulled it out. And they both have great stories. But, like, I don't know. I would have been happy with almost anyone winning. But my favorite got eliminated at fourth. Um, So I was just like, oh, whatever. So that's why it's a B and not an A. Fair. (laughs) Are are these competitors, are they, like, self-trained? Or are any of them Mm -hmm. professionally taught? They're all self-trained. Yeah, they're all self-trained. They're all home chefs home bakers um and that's like kind of the point of the show they like take british home bakers and put them kind of through the works and like do different styles of baking and that sort of thing and then at the end of the finale episode because they like film it in the summer they'll do it like where are they now type of thing so it's like oh all these people got together and they did all these different things that they were talking about doing on the show together. So like a couple of people visited um, one of the bakers at his home and they, he took them to his favorite beach um, because that's something that they mentioned doing. One of them graduated and a few of them came down to celebrate with him and then took them out to pubs. It's all very sweet and like very cozy. Yeah. Okay. I'm really seeing the wholesome <laughs> vibe when I like, <laughs> just think that this is what the competitors are doing after. Yeah. And like, there's constantly times in the series where someone is struggling to like complete their work and someone might be done a little bit sooner and they'll like rush over to help the person who's struggling and just like where do you need me how can I help and they'll like start decorating their cakes or whatever it's very very sweet yeah 
I do love in a cooking show where they help each other out. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, that's a worthy B. Yeah. <laughs> My B is, I'm going to just say it's far less wholesome. Um, <laughs> Love although, it. you know, arguably in the context of this universe, probably it is somewhat wholesome, which is the Golden Bachelor finale. Oh. So I'm going to talk very vaguely about this, but I mean, I'll give you some some thoughts because Em and I are going to talk Golden Bachelor, I think, for our next episode back. Okay. It was a dramatic finale as promised one thing i love that is golden bachelor adjacent is that because it was an hour and a half they the bachelor in paradise was only 37 minutes long which is like half of its normal time oh i love that keep that one short okay it's never the most compelling thing they have so apparently this was like the best viewership they've had in three years for an episode of the bachelor the premiere at the time was one of the highest rated shows they've had in several years. And then it set a streaming record after like 40 days of viewing. It became ABC's most watched episode ever on Hulu for an unscripted series. So like I'm saying all of this because despite my true belief that they cannot do golden bachelorette because that's going to be really hard to cast for. Like, it's very clear to me that people really like had an appetite for this. And of course, M I'm sure learned who the winner was. Um, I think Taryn had it spoiled for themselves too on the internet. I did not. I came in cold, but there were a lot of things that happened in the final episode that I I felt compelled to talk to M about and I knew she was going to say, I'm not even going to watch this episode, as she does. And I was very upset. And <laughs> what I pitched to her, and Emma, as you're listening, I hope you realize, like, now I'm putting it onto the airspace. It's happening. <laughs> I want our conversation to be like, is Jerry, Jerry, spell Jerry, pronounce Gary, is Gary a good guy? Mm. Because, you know, the final episode is always the most dramatic because you're breaking up with someone theoretically on the day that you should be proposing to them. I did predict that he was going to break up with the second to last person before then, because the way he's carried himself so far, I just couldn't see him bringing someone to the like proposal altar and then dumping her. And he did, he did break up with Leslie the day before, but it's a hard thing to see. And I don't think the franchise really sets it up for anyone to do it well. And this is after a whole season where people are like, I believe in love again. This is the most heartfelt. This is so beautiful. Then we have the Hollywood Reporter article come out that's like basically like Gary is different than we've been led to believe. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of thoughts about this beyond just like the context of the article and the context of the show. So that's what I want to chat about with M. But I thought it was a really good finale. I didn't cry at all, which is sort of shocking considering I've been crying a lot this season, but I thought I'm going to, I'm giving it a B because I did like, I think the, what's her name? Teresa and Gary are well-suited. And I also thought I was like, Leslie just really carried herself incredibly well during the breakup and really Mm -hmm. pushed back on him and in the live And you could see all the other previously eliminated women were really supportive of her. 
And I just, I just really, it's nice to see women sort of be not just accept what's happening, but like explain it to me more. Tell me what's happening. Just like, just see a strong woman, ask some good questions and not just cry in the limo going home, but like cry in front of the person and and need more. And I feel like we've just seen a lot of emotional maturity from most of the women this season and like having these like really intense breakup conversations that are hard to watch. It's still really powerful. So like I'm team Leslie, I'm team Teresa. I enjoyed the episode and I was just proud of the women. I, I just think they're all pretty like impressive and I wouldn't want to go on that show when I'm 21 and I would not want to go on the show when I'm 71. So the fact that they're willing to do this is just impressive to me. Yeah. I read the article. I had not watched a single episode of golden bachelor, but I had heard about like how refreshing it was compared to all the other bachelor seasons. And I was like, Oh man, even this guy, like men are just. Yeah. Why? Um, so it stinks that it like kind of tainted things, it feels like. Yeah. But also I'm excited to hear you and M talk about your full thoughts um in that episode. Yeah. I, I think you may be surprised that I have a fairly I have a critical take and a more forgiving take. We'll we'll have some <laughs> chats, but I think it's been a good season and I still am glad they did it. And based on these numbers, it's like we know ABC is going to try to make more money off of this. And I'm curious how, like how, what is their next plan? Golden Bachelor in Paradise. I'm calling it now. (laughs) They need a Golden Bachelorette and Golden Bachelor in Paradise. Can we even imagine? Oh my God. What if it's just like in a retirement facility? (laughs) Like all inclusive (gasps) resort? Oh my God. I'd watch it. I think that's the winner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just go to the swim up bar. It's like... With your watered-down drinks. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We need some watered-down <laughs> drinks. But maybe it's, like, in, like, Arizona. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, New yeah. Mexico, Arizona. Like, put it in the Southwest where people want to snowboard, yeah. too. There's, like, a golf course on the resort. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see it. We'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What What's your next grade? Did you have a C? Um, I have a D and an F. I okay. remembered an F. So go okay. for your Perfect. C's. Okay. So no C's. Mm-mm. No middle of the road this week for either of us. Interesting. Oh. Some okay. highs and lows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell me what your D is. It's combined into one Love Island games, specifically the men, because in Love Island, after a certain point, I always hate at least one of the men on the show. It seems one, inevitable. I, yeah. Because like, there's always one mega asshole who just like starts showing his misogyny pretty blatantly. The one guy that I really didn't like from the jump, Johnny, he came in as a bombshell. And like his bombshell thing was you get to choose two women to kiss. And then oh, whoever yeah. you kiss, their partners are vulnerable. He kissed his fucking ex. Why would you do that? Okay, I watched that. I was like, this guy is is like unbelievable. Truly, ego outsized. Um, but when it came down to the end of the games, he somehow got everyone who was eliminated to like be on his side. I don't know how. I don't know why everyone was rooting for him. 
Um, the only person who really called him out was one of my favorites from Love Island Australia last season, Jess, little firecracker. Um, she had partnered up with Johnny and he kind of dicked around on her, like played with her a little bit. She didn't know whether or not he'd choose her. And then like he just kept having a wandering eye and had multiple partners in the house, just like really being a playboy with it all. And when they had to like throw their support behind someone to keep them from getting eliminated in the finale, she, Johnny like had an outsized support. She was walking over to her Love Island Australia co-star and his partner And she was like, I don't get why you all are voting for Johnny because he is fucked around on so many of us. He's not loyal in the slightest and you keep calling him loyal. Like, yes, please tell it because he has not been loyal to any of the women. He just happened to partner up with a bombshell at the very end that he likes. Like, he's a a dick. (laughs) And I can't forgive what he did to Sally coming in and making out with her. Um, But like, He made it a master plan, and I'm sure, like, other people had it, too, where they were going to eliminate the bombshell men that came in and anyone who partnered up with the bombshell men at, like, this one carnival game type of situation. But he partnered up with a bombshell woman, and Callum partnered up with a bombshell woman, and they weren't being targeted. It was just the woman who had partnered up with bombshell men. It was just, like... This is so obvious. This is so fucking obvious. Oh my Um, God. (laughs) Yeah. Just like the double standard that was happening. I don't know why people like Johnny so much. He did not seem appealing. He seemed like an asshole. Don't get it. And then also Ray, because he got eliminated as part of that whole carnival game, he immediately started blaming Imani, who he had partnered up with, wanted to be coupled up with. And then as soon as they were eliminated, he was like, this is your fault for not sticking to the plan. If you had just stuck to the plan, this wouldn't have happened. Which, like, you can't really know. Like, <laughs> And her plan was, like, good strategically. They just weren't thinking strategically. Um, and then he started blaming the woman of the couple who eliminated him because he was close to her. I'm forgetting her name right now. It starts with a J. She was one of the original people and she and her partner went, which I was rooting for them. But he was like, your partner got in your head. You're not thinking for yourself. I can't believe you do this to me. We've been best friends on the outside. Your man is like messing with you. And this is all because you're just listening to him. Like making it seem like she was just stigmatized, I guess. And doing whatever her partner wanted her to do, rather than, like, thinking about strategic threats for winning the show, because Ray and Amani had won the majority of the competitions thus far, and it was in their best interest in a competition to get them out. Like, yeah, sorry, you're not here for friends right now. You're here to win $100,000. Ray and Johnny, they're my D. I wondered how the competition component of this would play into just like the standard love island format Mm -hmm. it seems like people are not handling that part well no it's like on the traders last season yeah that someone was a traitor on the traders that someone is playing a game on love island games crazy Again, people, read the name of the show you're going on, please. Read the name of the show and, like, watch one non-dating reality TV show. Like, a street- watch a season of Survivor. Yeah. Watch the first season. You would not be able to handle it. 
Oh God, no, no, <laughs> people cannot. Oh my God, wow. Okay, <laughs> I can't believe he's still around. Like I watched, I think the first two or three episodes, and I immediately did not like that guy. Yeah, yeah, same. I he made it to the finale. He was the final two couples, and luckily they lost. I was rooting so hard against them. Just. Ugh. Yeah. Well, my my D is is honestly in alignment with yours because it also goes to a specific man. <laughs> um, are you watching F Boy Island? No. Okay. I need to though. Have you watched previous seasons? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Good. Uh, just making sure because what a treat! I know you. It's right <laughs> up your alley. It's the so, best. There is one guy, Jared, and we know as viewers that he's an F boy from day one. And they've, at this point now, revealed everyone's status. So the person he's dating knows he's an F-boy. She truly thinks she can reform him. And in all of his confessionals, it is, like, very clear that that's not an option for him. And he is just going to take the money and run. And I, I really think he's going to win. And it's, like, so upsetting to watch. Like, this guy is just, he's putting on all the moves. And and before she knew he was an F-boy, he was, like, the most obvious one to me. Like, he's the he lives in Miami. He goes out he's to clubs. I'm like, what else do you need to know? I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> Literally. And the thing that was so d- disappointing to me is that this week was the mansplain, which is where they bring on all the previously eliminated guys and they oh. can say any dirt about, yeah. you know, the, the men that are still there. And no one called him out. In general, the mansplain was really boring, which I it was one of my favorite things in previous seasons. These men yeah. did not step up. No one called him out. Even some people in the confessional said, like, yeah, I don't like him. I'm like, why did you not tell her? She has no data now because he's playing such a smooth F-boy game. This yeah. trash is going to win. That's Christian, Christian, who I love, said about him, here's a direct quote. He actually moved from Boston to Miami. Miami is F-boy island in the States. And you know what, Christian? I agree. Yeah. Also, not a lot of, sorry, Boston, not a lot of great men come from Boston. <laughs> so to move from Boston to Miami, wow. Wow. It's telling. It's telling. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't feel good about it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> such a Good trash. luck to that woman who's hot for him. Good luck. It's truly watching this show is just remarkable because every season, all the women like F boys and all the women think they can reform them. The the show should really be like, not if you're a nice boy or an F boy, but like how delusional are the women are, are the women and do they think they can reform an F boy? (laughs) That's really what we're seeing. And no one's really (laughs) succeeding. Oh, no. It's such a, I love that F boy Island is so self-aware, you know? It's like, we know exactly what we are. We know exactly why you're here. Let's give you what you want. Yeah. It's not trying to be bigger than it is. It's not trying to be The Bachelor. Because The Bachelor isn't even The Bachelor at this point. No. Yeah. I think that's, for all, the thing that I, I probably respect the most about current dating shows is when it's not something that's supposed to end in a proposal. Like, 
yeah, mm-hmm. really all we can ask from people is like, do they want to maybe try to make it work off the island? Because it's always an island. So like, of course. like, that's really all I want people to consider. I, it, we're not, no one's really thinking about if they can get married. And, and you know, someone made this comparison on Reddit. The only show we can really do that with is the ultimatum because people have actually had long-term mm. relationships well long-term i've been dating for 18 months and i have to give this person an ultimatum oh <laughs> but it's God. like the stakes are different because it was pre-existing mm-hmm. yeah so they at least have an established relationship yeah otherwise and- i'm just like who really believes any of these like bachelor in paradise proposals are going to result in marriage no None for I feel me like this there's season. more people who got married from Survivor than from The Bachelor at this point. Honestly, yes. And there's definitely more Survivor babies than there are Love is Blind babies. Oh, yeah. There's only <laughs> one Love is Blind baby right now cooking up. Yep. It's like in utero. In utero. <laughs> Congrats, Bliss and Zach. <laughs> Congrats, Vanessa. Oh, my God. How many backflips do you think she did upon oh, hearing the news? She's... She better like pay for all, their entire registry by completely out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Give the little baby a golden chalice to drink out of. Oh God, you know that they're going to one hundred percent. If Netflix hasn't already sent it over, what are they doing? Oh wow! Honestly, not the couple I would expect to get that news from first. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would think like who is the couple from season one? Lauren and Cameron. No, the other, or maybe it's not season one. Amber and oh, Barnes. Yeah. yeah, they're season one. I yeah. I, I don't know. That's just a vibe I get. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Barnes is too. It's very financially oh, motivated yeah. by things, and right now I don't think financially they could handle having a baby, based on like three years ago updates that we heard yeah, that's so true <laughs> <laughs> i really did enjoy hearing all about their financial yeah. choices <laughs> like, oh, show me the books show me the books <laughs> oh god okay what's your final grade of the week who gets an f um gets an f? <laughs> my f is for a particular team on the amazing race oh. who i just want to see eliminated steve and annalise they're still on the show. I wish they had lost that foot race <sighs> against Todd and Ashley. It seemed so close. It was probably editing. It's just miserable watching them. They're like not fun to watch. Their father-daughter duo. He is, you know, in his 60s, 70s, not in the best shape of his life. She's younger, like 20, 25, maybe. Um and is constantly like, come on, Dad, come on, Dad, come on, Dad, you have to run. We're in a foot race. You have to run. It's just so grating. And for the past like five episodes, it's been like that. Um, my favorite team worked with them to like help each other out. It's like, Corey, Rob, what are you doing? Stop <laughs> it. What are you doing? Leave them be. Just run your own race right now. Let them get eliminated. Um, they did not, unfortunately. Um. I hope they don't make it to the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Is it almost over? Yeah, I think we have, we're at the final four. So I think it's like two more episodes. Okay. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. 
No, I, I know it's hard on like shows where you have people that you just like, I don't want to watch this. It's so mm-hmm. different than the like love to hate kind of person or, or pair. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. As soon as they're in a stressful moment, Annalise just like starts taking it out on her dad. It's like, oh. Oh. I don't like this. I don't enjoy watching this. It's not fun to watch. Not okay. into it. No, I don't like that either. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling more and more convinced that I will try the next season of Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. It's, it it's a fun. fun show. Yeah. My F is delayed, very delayed, but it goes to specific behavior captured on the Selling Sunset reunion. Ooh. You don't watch Selling Sunset, do you? No, I don't. Okay, and I don't think M has gotten here yet. I just, I have loved the last two reunions because San France has hosted them and I think he's done a very pretty good job like some people call him nosy I think he's asking the he just asks the questions I want to see it's like Andy Cohen vibes but not Andy Cohen like definitely the tan France gentleness is there And it was smart that they brought him on. It was for the season that Chriselle came out and her relationship with G Flip had started. So I think that was like a smart move. And I was glad to see him back. I love the reunion. I think it was like the best reunion I've ever seen for a TV show. Uh, But there were a few different moments that I want to give just huge Fs to these people for. One is Nicole, who I really don't like. She has had a lot of different drama that's followed her the last two seasons. She's like a new addition, even though she was one of the original people that worked at this firm. And she and Chriselle have a thing. Like, they do not Ooh. like each other. And literally in the reunion, Chriselle's like, no, I, I hate you. Like, we don't even <laughs> I mean, when do you see behavior like that? Oh, wow. I, I'm team Chriselle. Uh, But they have they this whole conversation because Nicole liked and engaged with a homophobic and transphobic comment on her Instagram. Ooh. And, and like, I'm glad they had that conversation. And, but it was unbelievable because she was pulling this shit where she's like, I'm just asking questions, but is it insulting to say lesbian? Like, like that was, was where she was at. Oh God. And Tan France is like, no, it is not insulting to say that someone is gay. But like, you would have been, I mean, I was screaming. If if you want, my screen count is for the whole hour and a half of this reunion. <laughs> so I think she's a piece of shit. And the other piece of shit that there is, and guess what? They're friends, is Jason's ex, Mari Lou, who is oh, a young French woman. And... She came back on and I caught this moment where she rolled her eyes when they were talking about G Flip's pronouns, which are they, them. Oh my God. So you know what? These women deserve each other, but you can't (laughs) fucking like pretend that you're not homophobic and transphobic when it's literally being filmed and it's public on Instagram. So like, come on. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's wild. It's it's so, and it's just the thing where people try to really cover their tracks and pretend like I didn't mean to do it or I don't. But you know what? Mm-mm. No, where we can tell in 2023, you yeah. didn't mean it. You're not slick. 
Yeah. And if you didn't, then you shouldn't have an Instagram and you shouldn't, you know, be putting public stuff out there if you're really that like thoughtless and careless with your words. Yeah. Sorry. But no, I, I think she's like bad news and I really, really, really don't like her. He's like an actual villain. Okay. Yeah. So Team Michelle on this one. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. My Taryn, <laughs> Taryn calls her. What does Taryn call her? Taryn's like infamous for not getting people's names or like making up <laughs> versions. And it's like, oh, I think it's Taryn calls her Trishel. <laughs> <laughs> Anne has been team Trishel from, from season one before she okay. came out. Like when she was dumped really brutally by her ex-husband, like mm-hmm. he basically just like moved out. And like publicly divorced her without telling her. Oh wait, it was, is this the actor yeah. guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. The guy that's okay. on This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were like always, but Taryn was always like, it was almost like to the level of like, leave Britney alone, <laughs> like leave Trishel alone. Honestly, and people iconic. Are, people are like thinking she's she's mean girl this season, and I honestly just think she's really learned how to assert her boundaries and very much. I just think there's this layer of stuff when people are being assholes where you feel alienated because of your queerness, whether or not Mm -hmm. it's a huge factor. And in this community and with these people, like, I definitely think it is. Yeah. Like, I don't think if she was dating another man, the women would still be trying to be like, your ex-boyfriend's still in love with you. You're still in love with, you know, like, there's like a, there's just this air to it. And it feels to me like I'm like, I just think it's that subtle like microaggressions against queer people. Like mm-hmm. I remember when my friends would try to hand out my number to like men in bars when I was like in a relationship with a woman. And I'm like, why is my it's relationship like... not valid Yeah, in your brain? Wow. That's so fucking wild. So anyway, I'm not buying the mini yeah. girl stuff. I think it's like self-protection. Yeah. Well, especially if you're working with someone who is like invalidating of your identity and your partner, like you're going to have to protect yourself. And it doesn't seem like people in the office are also protecting her. Exactly. So like you have to fend for yourself. And that means coming off as a bitch sometimes because you're not rolling over and placating people who literally would prefer to see you dead at a certain point. I completely agree yeah yeah well if you're ever in the real estate mood just watch the <laughs> two most recent seasons of that show when when okay. the queerness comes alive oh, love I it i think autostraddle did an article that was like the 10 gayest moments in selling sunset this season and it's it's like i agree i think it's a very <laughs> gay show in some unintentional ways oh, uh, yeah. but it really works for me okay i'm gonna have to I think I will give it a shot because my mom loves Selling Sunset. Mm. She all about it. She's a reality TV show girly too. Yeah, we know where you get it from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it from my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my my family is like, we, we don't have time to watch television. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my mom and I are like, when is the next season of The Mole being filmed? Like, let's go. So we can have an uninterrupted day of watching. That's true love. I love yeah. that. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing with the rest of my day once I'm done this? Time to pick back up on Vanderpump yeah. season six. because You have a lot to catch up on. I have five more seasons before the new season drops. Oh my in God. January. 
Okay. Man, Can I maybe do I it? should get into Vanderpump now. Okay, I maintain, and I know I've said this on the pod, that season one is maybe one of the best seasons of reality TV I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. It okay. is just perfect. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have and to then I'm go. then I'm like hooked. Like I just can't stop. There's <laughs> yeah. I, there hasn't been a slow point for me. I mean, there's been some where I like I've taken longer to get through the season, mm-hmm. but honestly, they've all been great in their own ways. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, can't wait. Okay. Pop quiz time. All right. I have two survivor questions for you and a mm-hmm. house of villains question. <laughs> this is, it, it, please get philosophical for me on this, but why is it so fucking satisfying to watch the survivor auction? <laughs> oh man. I think, well, number one this year, they had that twist where like you had to get your own and then whoever had the most money at the end was eliminate or lost their vote and they didn't know how many items would be done and that's been the case in the past too like it's always you don't know how many but like they really pronounced it now um I think it's part joy of just like seeing people who have been so deprived over the past couple weeks of their lives getting something nourishing like Emily's Mm. little dance that was oh, so yeah. delightful. And you see really human moments from people. Mm. And you also like get to know their priorities, right? So, so true. Like, the $900 milkshake from D, I would have held off for something more substantial, but like that was exactly what she was needing at that point in time, which was great. Um, the covered rewards where you don't know if it's going to be a fish eye in this case or something like a charcuterie board. Mm. Who's going to get what? Who's going to get the bad one? Because there's always going to be at least one bad one. And I think the removal of advantages and like very blatantly stating that made it a little bit more fun too, because Mm. people weren't holding on to their money to try to buy it. So true. I did like the, I like the twist and I like the removal of advantages. Mm I it's always painful for Taryn when like the fish eye or something equivalent to that comes out because Taryn's like I just want people to be fed but (laughs) I 100% would have spent all of my money on the french fries and wine to me that is the perfect meal add like a Caesar salad on that and like that's my favorite dinner (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah I do love it I was so happy that yeah You've done one thing right this season, Survivor, and it was bringing back the auction. Mm-hmm. Was it Kelly that got the margarita and the sandwich? Yes. And Austin's reaction to her getting a sandwich. Just that overarching him being so pissed about not getting sandwiches to get yes. the advantage. <laughs> if they do the final tribal out on the island again and, you know, mm-hmm. they bring in pizza and champagne, Jeff better fucking bring Austin a sandwich. Please. After all of this time, just bring him a (laughs) foot long. Let him be happy. Let him be happy and luxuriate in the carbs. Yeah. And whatever fillings he wants. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My other survivor question, I think, is from this episode. So they had three people had to do a math problem. And it was Hmm. like this very long, it's like 10 numbers equals 100 
and you have to place the pluses and minuses to get to a hundred. And the numbers are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or nine. So it's like, I feel like we've all sort of seen this problem probably before. Like, I don't know. I always mm-hmm. had math classes where they would, you know, extra credit. Can you do this? Chelsea, could you do that math problem? No, <laughs> not in three minutes no. with no food, the pressure of getting my vote back. Like all of that compounded, absolutely not. If I had an entire day to work on it, maybe. But even then, probably not. My mind does not work in that way. Would you get it? No way. In three minutes? I think like 24 hours is what I would need. Or like honestly, no time pressure. If I just had that in front of me watching 10 episodes of Vanderpump Rules, I could probably get it. Yeah. But I would yeah. like have a system to try. So that's what I wouldn't understand. Maybe this is an M question. Like I would not know how to prioritize how to figure out where the placements are. Yeah. Like that's. That would. Absolutely yeah. not. No. I always love to think if I could do any of these challenges and you know what? That's a hard no for me. Straight up. I would just, I would. Yeah. No, not going to happen. <laughs> My brother's girlfriend is a big Survivor fan, too, and apparently she, like, paused the episode, wrote it down, and brought it into the room with him and was like, can you do this? And I don't know if she timed him, but the answer was no. He could not do it in three minutes either. And he was (laughs) someone who was, like, was a math major almost in college, like, did it for a while. So he's a numbers person and was like, kudos to Austin for figuring it out. I'm impressed. Yeah, sneaky smart guy who's a world record holder. Wait, what is he a world record holder in? <gasps> Did I not send you the tweet? Um, he's a world know. record holder in most nuts caught on a can on his head in a minute. What Deep the... in the pandemic lockdown. That okay, Deep I was like, that it. is a pandemic hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What on earth? Guinness World Records official account tweeted it out in like 2020. All right, yeah. Austin. Wow. <laughs> you know, you can't underestimate him. I know. <laughs> so oh many different God. things. <laughs> I really like him. He's a very, like, lovely personality. And, and mm-hmm. that's sort of why I said what I said about, like, where we're at in Survivor is, like, I really enjoy people's personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I do have preferences as to who I would like to see win. But I, I just think everyone, like, that's left is really delightful and kind-hearted and yeah. you know would jake annoy me yeah but like i think he's a good person and and endearing in some ways and it's not his fault he has a boston accent i love his boston accent so much <laughs> it is so great oh my god i think i wrote down a quote from him what carnival have you seen this at? Um, <laughs> when Jeff was like, this is like that carnival ride about the immunity challenge. Okay. And everyone, this is the challenge where I said it looked like people were giving birth. And Jeff yeah. tries to tell everyone it's a carnival game. You know, like that carnival ride that you go on. And no, I know which Jeff. one he's talking Are about. Are you thinking of the one you're... that's like the rug on the that thing or no? No, the centripetal force one where you're oh. staying on it because you're like, forced back by oh interesting a weird weird comparison jeff yeah i don't think your finest moment yeah um (laughs) carnivals are not places of torture no (laughs) 
no most of the time <laughs> yeah most of the time unless it's like american horror story carnival yeah um okay my <laughs> my final question for you mm-hmm. house of villains did you watch the most recent episode this is part of my show and tell okay. i have not watched past episode three. <gasps> okay all right then you can't answer this but my question was gonna be and this is like because i have watched things Omarosa is on the phone this episode, and I'm pretty sure she was attempting to get a restraining order against Tanisha while filming. <laughs> I was like, did I hear that correctly? Because that is unbelievable, if so, and pretty wow. ridiculous. Wow. Um, top tier, but also like fuck Omarosa to hell and back for working for the Trump White House. I will never support her. I'm pissed at NBC for even bringing her her on to this show yeah fair point did you get to see the episode where someone yelled at her about that no okay tell me your (laughs) show and tell because i I feel like it's probably related is it about your inability to view this yes i'm so (laughs) so fucking pissed i'm a subscriber of peacock i pay for no fucking commercials sorry for swearing NBC does not have this streaming on Peacock. It's only streaming on NBC.com. And you have to have a cable subscription to access it. I don't. I'm not going to pay 70 bucks a month for H- uh, Hulu Live to be able to watch this. I'm not going to pay $2 an episode to watch this. I've tried finding illegal versions to watch. <laughs> I only got successful for the first three episodes and randomly episode seven. Episodes four through six. Not available anywhere but NBC.com or if you're paying for it. I'm not going to pay more money to watch a show that should be on their streaming platform, Peacock. What the hell, NBC? Let me watch House of Villains. I don't understand, like, what this is about. It's very strange to me. It is bizarre. It takes me back to, like, college days and trying to find, like, the shows that weren't on Hulu yeah. And like they are just figuring out streaming. Where there used to be so many. Yeah. And now it's, it's House of Villains only. Yeah. That is it's so wild. Very it's, strange. I am yeah. hopeful. I'm hoping that once the whole season's out, they drop the full thing on Peacock. But like, why I are hope. they doing this to people? Yeah. Like if you're wanting to premiere a new show and see if it works for future seasons, put it on Peacock. Unless this was like a we need somehow to fill time in between what would normally be scripted television on Bravo. Does Bravo do scripted TV? I don't think they do really. Because this is technically a Bravo show and it's like under the NBC umbrella, but Bravo also is on Peacock. I can watch Vanderpump Rules on Peacock. Just It it really makes me like, I feel not hopeful that we'll get a season two because mm-hmm. how could they have good numbers yeah there's no way Peacock like, would be the no place way. for this yeah <laughs> oh god you know, the only reason we can watch is because we have hulu live yeah that's why i asked you and em like how are you watching this because i was like i know there's no I- way that they're both have ways around this like and if, like- if hulu didn't catch us several times for giving out our hulu password i would be like join in yeah we had to call them to be like i'm sorry we we just my like taryn flies a lot for work so this is our ip address 
<laughs> but I'm oh like, God, okay, people cool. need to be able to watch House of Villains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, NBC. Wow, you're getting Chelsea's stink face. Yeah, that I'm not happy though. with you. <laughs> yeah. What else do you have for me? Uh, this is just a little thing in Survivor that I've noticed. Why do they randomly whiten the contestants' teeth? during the itms it's oh, so really? obvious yeah i've noticed oh, this no. like since the beginning they'll like blinding white smiles from all of the contestants during their itms but then mm. like in individual conversations or during community challenges they won't be white um at tribal council sometimes they are sometimes they aren't depending on if the person's in focus long enough it's very random whatever filter they're using is not effective for all cases they should just stop whitening people's teeth artificially. There's no way that D, ha- well, I think D has veneers, so probably, but there's no way that like Austin has these blindingly white teeth that he has in his ITMs two and a half weeks into being on an island with no toothbrush. Yeah. No way. Oh, okay. This is amazing. I'm going to watch for this. I did mm-hmm. not notice this. Do they... Have you done this forever or is this like a modern era type? This is just something that I'm noticing for the first time. They probably didn't do it in like the first five to 10 years of Survivor. Oh God. Before social media. And yeah, when you watch that now, it's like so grainy anyway, we wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, truly, truly. Whoa. Okay. This is fascinating. Yeah. I, come on survivor it's like i have to say the things that i love is like when i'm like look some woman did not get electrolysis and grew out her armpit hair thank you that is exactly what you would look like and is normal body hair is normal non-blinding white teeth are normal it's normal let's show that it's wild i really feel like if they could figure out a way to artificially fix everyone's teeth they would do that next oh my god i know yeah just let people have personalities. Mouths are so fun seriously. with like different like personalities. Yeah. Completely agree. Beauty standards. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If you're watching Survivor, watch out for it in the next episode. Oh, I am. I mean, you see our TV. It's ginormous. There's no way I'm going to be able to miss it now that you've said it. I'm bringing Taryn on for my show and tell that is actually from Chelsea. As you know. Taryn, you remember Chelsea. Do you remember Chelsea? Hello. <laughs> Hi. Okay. I'm going to hook you up to this, Taryn. I, I gave Taryn some priming on this, but did not show Taryn the tweet. Brandon, on this season of Survivor, um, <laughs> we all remember because he had a panic attack climbing up the rope onto the boat. Episode one of Survivor. He's a super fan and he could not physically perform in any sort of competition and it was deeply painful to watch look I don't remember names but I will forever remember Brandon like it was <laughs> that brutal so Taryn I'm just gonna let you react to this um I I since believe this is not correct because I think he's actually a really funny guy um based on what I've seen on his his socials but mm-hmm. this is just too good I wanted you to react to this he tweeted on a plane right now about to take off and the flight attendant just asked me to move from the emergency exit seat because she quote saw the first two episodes question mark question mark question mark is this allowed (laughs) (laughs) so darren i'm gonna let you just react to that okay (laughs) i guess i would just like to say that 
um, you know, I have a lot of empathy for anybody that has like any anxiety or panic disorders or panic attacks. Um, I really feel for that. Um, but I think it's, if this really did happen, this is really, really funny. Um, <laughs> and like, <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, I guess asking him to move, I guess you have to ask a question to him. And I think there's a way to handle this. Um, that's a little bit more gentle and it could be, you know, are you willing and able to assist in the event of emergency? And then just kind of like, you know, like tilt your head and like really look at him and be like, <laughs> like, and are I think you he, able, <laughs> are you willing and able? Yeah. Are you able? Yeah. I, I know word. you're willing. Are you able? <laughs> Let's just, I'm going to take a lap. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that maybe he would possibly remove himself from the situation. Um, <laughs> But then I, but then I, I don't know for sure because he went on Survivor, not being being one of the most non prepared people that I've ever seen go on Survivor, <laughs> and I know he probably signed waivers and said he could like do things like climb a ladder, um, but yeah, I guess I just have doubts that he could get himself out the door, that he could get the door off and get himself out the emergency exit. But I also have doubts. I also have a feeling that he might create a such situation that nobody would be able to get off the plane. Oh, <laughs> so an emergency hazard. Yes. <laughs> that, that's my thoughts. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh my God. That's the most brutal I've heard Taryn be. An expert opinion though. Wow. Shape thank you. Up. Yeah. Man. That's just the funniest tweet ever. Truly, <laughs> truly agreed. Though Brandon, we love someone that can laugh at themselves. Great job. Yeah, good on you, Brandon. But man, but yeah, maybe don't. Do yeah. the emergency exit. Pay <laughs> oh, for the upgrades to get the more leg room if that's what you're after. No yes. emergency exit for him. Well, I all I have left is my screams and cry, mm-hmm. and I have a quote. All right. I have a quote from your literal villain, Omarosa. (laughs) My scream count is, as I said, the entire Selling Sunset finale. Um, Hard recommend if people haven't watched it. And then also I screamed in Survivor when Bruce got voted out. I I was like very impressed. It warranted a scream. And then I cried when Emily won the reward. (laughs) Honestly, fair thing to cry about. Yeah. Yeah. Did anything elicit strong reactions from you? Are you a Taurus? No, I'm an Aquarius. You're an Aquarius. But an Aries moon. So I am prone to screaming. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I screamed at Bruce's elimination when he didn't pull out the immunity idol. Um, And then during the votes, when it was like, going back to Jake, like, please let people not bend dumb and vote for Bruce during this. <laughs> like, thank God that you weren't dumb. Um, the race to Matt on the amazing race, because I didn't want Steven and Elise to get it. Uh, they did. So I screamed at that too. And then Ray from Love Island Games, uh, his reaction to Justine and Jay, they're the couple that won to them winning. He literally prayed that they would not win. Like there was a moment where they panned to him and he just like did that before the final challenge, praying that they wouldn't win. Wow. So it felt great that they did. 
<laughs> oh my god damn yeah look at all that area screaming this episode yeah look at us we're back in it what a time there are so many shows on right now I'm yeah. still like we're finally getting a little bit more manageable but it's been yeah network's got to fill their gaps quote that I wrote down at some point in the last few weeks came from Amarosa in House of Villains and she told someone I'm not passive aggressive I'm aggressive aggressive I mean, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, when people know who they are, I will commend them on that. Yeah, good for her knowing who she is. <laughs> Fuck her and her former employer. Do you have any quotes? Um, the carnival one from Jake oh Billy. <laughs> Just incredible. What carnival have you seen this at? Just anything that Jake says, really. Oh and not necessarily gosh. a quote, but the Mojo Dojo Casa House montage that they okay. did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Survivor editors really went a little wild and tried to give <laughs> us a Mojo Dojo Casa vibe plus Top Gun with the playing with the boys soundtrack. And <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It yeah. was a lot of farting, honestly, and then weird <laughs> male activities. So okay you know fill those 90 minutes yeah give us more reward challenges so that we can have more editing opportunities like this yes definitely thanks everyone for listening to our guest co-host chelsea so glad you could join me and talk about every show under the sun shockingly (laughs) you didn't like almost exactly the shows m probably would talk about minus the challenge sorry we didn't get to that m sorry m well i'm christina And I'm Chelsea. Class dismissed. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And that's the episode. This podcast was recorded and produced by us, Em and Christina. The views, thoughts, and opinions are ours alone. Special thanks to Caroline Reedy for episode art. Check out her work at doot underscore doodles on Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating or review. Want to get in touch? Send us an email, realitytvphdpod at gmail.com. See you next week.